But woe to the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you with great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Early in my time at All Saints, a retired priest came to Mass one Sunday with her two grandchildren in tow. After Mass, I gave them a tour of the church, spying an opportunity to entertain a five and seven-year-old I pointed out the windows in the Michael Chapel, showing them the angels with dark skin and piercing blue eyes, the bright colors. And then I pointed my finger to the figure who stretches along the three panels there. And I said, see that bright blue curving tail? Their eyes lit up, looking upwards. It's a snake, they yelled with excitement. Well, sort of, I answered. I then used my finger to pull their attention to the lower left-hand corner of the windows. If you follow that tail, I said, you'll find a face attached and see that's Satan, the devil. The smaller boy's face crumpled, close to tears, shocked to see a beautiful, fascinating snake suddenly become Satan. Their grandmother hustled the children away from me. (laughs) Clearly, I need to work on my patter with visiting children. Since that visit, though, I often look up at our windows and I'm always stunned by the rich colors, the majesty of the archangels there, Michael and Gabriel and Raphael, and then tracing that beautiful, truly beautiful curved tail flashing in jewel tones, so bright. And then I, too, am always startled when I get to the face of Satan. It's awful. The artist has somehow managed to capture in his expression fear and anger, frustration and cunning twisting his face. The head and face convey something both worm-like and, well, human. Of the four figures in the top windows, only one looks human. The others, the others are regal. Their faces and their physiques are recognizable, but clearly otherworldly, not us. This makes sense when you think about the war in heaven when Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, the ancient serpent, the devil, Satan, and forced him and his angels down to earth. Archangel Michael's name means, who is like God? A rhetorical question. But it is the question Michael asked of of Satan and his minions 
who dared try take the place of God, and for that were thrust from heaven. In that worm-like, human-faced Satan in our windows, we see the perversity of anyone, any being, thinking they are like God. And then, in the windows below, we see the consequences of a world plagued by those spirits who would try to convince us all to think we are like God, as important as God, in control like God. We see there how that notion spins out of control as we harm ourselves and harm others in our hubris. On this feast day, we remember St. Michael and all angels. Michael, the defender of the church, chief opponent of Satan, triumphant over the power of hell, the one who assists us at the hour of our death. Gabriel, the strong one of God, messenger from heaven. Raphael, who brings healing. All choirs of angels, cherubim and seraphim, who worship constantly for all time at the throne of God. And we see the contrast between us and those heavenly beings who ask over and over, who, who is like God? That question asked of Satan in the war in heaven is asked here on earth over and over again as throughout history we have been awash with ways in which we try to be like God. Violence with wars to control other peoples and lands. Unhinged kings and popes and presidents who think they can control everything. Our sinful determination not to steward God's creation but to dominate, even destroy the beauty of the earth so that we might live fatly upon the land. And of course the smaller personal ways in which we harm one another at work, at home, in church. That worm, Satan, he and his armies who thought they were like God have infected the earth, us, with that poisonous belief. And we must keep alert because our adversary, the devil, prowls around looking for someone to devour. Now, I realize, I realize that talk of spiritual warfare, of needing the help of angels, of the danger of Satan, well, that sounds maybe a little ridiculous to our postmodern ears. What does an ancient myth, the metaphor of a war in heaven, St. Michael, angels and archangels, what does all of that have to do with us, we, we who have split the atom, we who treat cancer, we who fly around the world and can bomb faraway enemies with drones. Surely, surely, we've abolished the hoo-ha of devils and angels. Certainly it's embarrassing to talk about spiritual warfare. Perhaps. But I'm reminded of the story of Margaret Mead, famous anthropologist, less well-known but devout Episcopalian. 
widely respected as an expert on initiation rituals, Mead was invited to help revise our baptismal liturgy for the 1979 revision of the Book of Common Prayer. During one meeting, some bishops expressed reservation about personifying evil by using the word Satan, which seemed archaic. But Dr. Mead wanted no modern dodge for the question, do you renounce the devil and all his works? She tartly warned the committee, liberal bishops may not believe in the devil, but let me assure you, anthropologists do. And as you know, during baptism and renewal of baptismal vows, we still ask, the priest will still ask, do you renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God? And we answer, I renounce them. Oh, oh, the devil, that ancient serpent, deceiver of the whole world, still prowls however you conceive of that. We appear still to be powerless against the evils who would seduce us to think that we, we humans, are the measure of all things, to dismiss the thought that there is anything, anyone, more important than we are. Yet somehow, somehow niggling in the back of our minds, stirring in our souls, reminded by days like this one, windows like these, whispers from literature like Hamlet who reminds his friend there are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophies. We realize, we hope, we pray that it's not down to us to make it all happen. We pray that we are not the measure of all things, that there is something more to look to, look toward, something more to rely upon on heaven and earth than our own sorry, worried, frustrated, fearful, angry and cunning reflections. St. Michael and all angels assures us that there are things seen and unseen, known and unknown, at work in this world and the next, that despite the ongoing warfare in this world, the prowling devil, stalking evil and idolatry of the self and of the human, the war in heaven has been won. The gates of hell, the gates of death will not prevail. For against the powers of Satan and evil, against all that would suggest that they, that we, are like God, no longer need God, that this is all there is, this hard scrabble life, this dog-eat-dog -dog world, today we are assured all of that has no power against the blood of the Lamb, the one who's sinless, innocent, died for us, whose warfare is waged with sacrifice, whose victory is secured through peace, who saves us from Satan and ourselves. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.